0: Wait a minute, what the hell kind of police you have in this goddamn city, How? Huh? What do they teach you? You just turned your back on an armed man. You're a treasury officer. Yeah, how do you know that? I just told you I was. Who would claim to be that who was not,
1: hmm? Huh? Hmm? Let's go with that. Okay. Hello, <laughs> and welcome to a brand new episode of Fast Name with Films. Sometimes I like uh, what you, you eat it over here, but not over here. <laughs> sometimes you eat the bar, and sometimes the bar eats you. <laughs> Sam Elliott, Another good deep. Bare tone voice. Yeah, I know. Uh, So, hello. I hope everyone enjoyed our, what was that? Dysfunctional Families. Yeah, the election. (laughs) Yeah, if you're listening to this in other countries, you must be having a blast (laughs) because over here we're not. Hey, we got our shit together. I I, I like to watch my horror movies, not experience (laughs) my horror movies. (laughs) Speaking of which, I had a great, somebody was selling like these rare horror movies on eBay. Some good ones. And I snatched them up. Uh, There's a company called Scream Factory that makes these rare uh, horror movies. Collections uh rear collections they give them really great transfers and everything like that and they uh, do lots they're they're hard to find too, right? well lots of special features commentaries and everything and they're very sought after usually they're like 25 30 per dvd and somebody was selling them without the boxes just the disc onlys and he, he probably didn't think they were going to go for much and so he i would normally go for? Uh, like 25 30 a pop in the box but i got uh 5 of them for um uh, what was it? Twenty dollars for five of them. All three sleepaway films: Sleepaway Camp uh, One, Two, and Three, which are amazing. I forgot how great Sleepaway Camp Two is. I mean, cheesy. Uh, exactly what you expected. Cheesy, that. ridiculous. Uh, not I even. I mean, there was just a whole slew of those. Those. Yeah, these were the good teenage... ones. Teenage. Uh, Well, especially at camp type stuff. I mean, there was the burning sleepway camp, and obviously Friday the 13th were the big ones. Uh, Then I got uh, Class of 1980. Some of the Scream Factory films aren't necessarily horror, but they're like bloody, lots of TNA and everything. And one of them was Class of 1984, which was crazy. It was like... it was like the principal or dangerous minds but these guys were crazy on it and it was the first movie that michael j fox ever did and he had, he had like these fat cheeks and everything and really? i was like holy shit it's michael j fox i said holy shit michael j fox is the one who's getting bullied and it was like the year before back to the future so he had already done like been on a co- ties. he had been family ties for like 2 years but it almost unrecognizable and i was like i was like you can't mistake that voice though uh, so he was one of the bullies, and he was scared of the bully, <laughs> didn't want to testify and everything. So, and the other one is uh uh Q, the winged serpent, which is supposed to be a, a absolutely ridiculous one. I I might have seen it back in the day, but I can't remember it all. So there was a questions. horror movie, and I was thinking about this the other day. There was a horror movie that took place
0: during, and it wasn't summer school. It was during mm-hmm. summer a summer school session. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kids had to be at school, so there was only like a dozen of them. Yeah, yeah. And then someone was killing them, and I do remember the one scene where somebody was in the shop working on a lawnmower, mm-hmm. and the lawnmower blade turned on and like killed huh. the person. In it the could shop. be
1: Return to Horror High, Slaughter High. Yeah, uh, it's definitely one of those. Yeah, there was one of them. I I think the one with the skeleton on the front cover, where the uh in the cheerleading outfit, where she had the pom poms because you knew exactly uh, what was going to happen. You were going to see girls naked in the yep. shower. You were going to see. Oh yeah. That's why Sleepaway Camp Two was great for that. It was nothing but bloody, and uh, and girls for no reason taking their clothes off. It was <laughs> it was ridiculous. It's what you wanted when you wanted when you were going for that kind of yeah. schlocky kind of thing. But somebody who never did schlocky films, well... Wow, well, we got one on here. It, it, the problem <laughs> is he finished his career with one. We won't be talking about League of Extraordinary Gentlemen in every way. No, there's one on here that's still cheesy. You think there's a cheesy one yeah, on here? Yeah, number three. No, nah, that's not cheesy. That's a freaking... Uh, that that became big, man. he's got a TV sure. series off that. You didn't get no TV series off the League of Extraordinary I, not, Gentlemen. Maybe you did, it's but... It's pretty... Leave a Extraordinary Gentleman should have worked too because he played Alan Quartermain, in that uh, was in it. That thing. bad, I never saw. Oh, it was horrible. Really, it was really bad. Yeah. Even not to just watch him. Yeah, it was bad. It was unwatchable. There was a couple of them like that. Uh, the Avengers one was like that too. Like the old Avengers. Uh, was he? I think he was in that with was Ray Fiennes and Uma Thurman. Huh. It was. It was that uh, that British avengers not the superhero avengers but the dragon out. one he did exactly. oh i love the dragon one that's not on here because i mean i wanted to we're only doing 10 john connery movies so oh, by the way we're doing Sean Connery. yeah do we not say that Sean connery. Not. <laughs> <laughs> you, you read the <laughs> you read the write-up when you pushed the play on the pod you know yeah, what's going on you know what's going on <laughs> but i didn't put Dragonheart on him because it was just his voice as great as his voice is and we should mention that that what's great about Sean Connery is he didn't. It didn't matter what nationality he was playing. He's not changing his voice. The uh, Craig Ferguson, yeah, Do you know who Craig oh, Ferguson yeah, yeah. is. He's stand up about
0: Sean Connery because they're both from Scotland. Yeah, he does a great. Sean oh, that's Connery right. Voice. I have heard his stand up. Yeah, and he was like, Sean Connery is. Not, it's not an actor. <laughs> Sean Connery is a movie star. Yeah. He's like, there's a big difference. He's like when he played the spanish guy in number 3 it's yeah. like i'm from spain yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, when it's... he played james bond i'm james bond <laughs> when he yeah. played dragonheart i'm dragonheart <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's so true I think it just went with him he's like I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna do it man he
0: just showed up and did his thing yeah
1: I mean he was a rough and tumble he was a heavyweight he was a rough and tumble dude man I mean you knew what you were getting when you get Sean Connery you could just imagine him in like pubs in Scotland oh, getting yeah. into fights just to get into him fights Mick You know, Jagger no not uh, Keith Richards Keith Richards were they? back to back <laughs> Keith Richards was a brawler he was a brawler too yeah, yeah. he's still kicking probably still brawling too but
0: probably still brawling too uh,
1: we grew up with sean connery man Uh, i mean our parents loved him everyone loved him i mean he was huge well roger
0: moore was sort of our bond but he was like our our introduction to bond
1: yeah i think roger moore technically was definitely our bond we watched a lot of roger moore but once you watch all those you go back and
0: smack down on it
1: yeah and, well, and our parents were like, this Roger Moore guy is not the real Bond. Well, then they watched him in The Saint. Most people liked Roger Moore back in the day. I, I don't think Rod until Moore. later until later on people realized how cheesy it was. You know, when they when mm-hmm. they came out with a lot more serious Bonds and people went back and they were like, holy yeah. crap, this is what the old Bonds were? Yeah, I can imagine kids going back to watch those and you you put in Moonraker. Yeah, and <laughs> you watch Pigeon do a double take. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> t- <laughs> Pigeon's doing double takes and shit. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm the worst, worst editing decision of yeah. any movie ever, uh, in my opinion. They just went goofy with it, man. But that that uh, fits perfectly with our first uh, pick here. So we're going to go down nah, the line. Nah, We've got ten flicks nah, here. Nah, 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 and we're going to talk about, uh, first of all, uh, we could have went with any Bond movies here. Goldfinger seems like the smart one because it is the most iconic yeah. one for him and all it's his best one-liners. <laughs> not that guy. Not that Isn't guy. that weird? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they've been making fun of it for years and everything like that. So before Goldfinger, I mean, you had... Um, you had Doctor No. What's that?
0: G- Goldfinger. What was his name?
1: Goldfinger. Uh, Did he have? Was that? Kle- it wasn't Kleinfeld. It wasn't. Hope. Did he have another name? The the villain. Oh, probably, but I don't know what it was. It was something random. Uh, I mean, he was foreign. I guess he was German. Um, Kleinfeld. Who's Kleinfeld? Wait, I know Kleinfeld. Where Where's I know that name from? that name's for another movie where is it Kleinfeld oh that's from uh Carlito's way oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew I knew that name from some place. so but with goldfinger <laughs> leading up to Goldfinger we had dr no from Russia with Love Thunderball and then Goldfinger so this was like four in when this one uh became huge and the other ones were all great I mean I mean the first one was great with him what's that his first one was great. Oh yeah, well Dr. No was great. It was not my favorite. It was probably I mean it was better than uh uh I mean the only the other uh ones we could have mentioned were You Only Live Twice, uh Diamonds Are Forever, and then he came back later on uh, and did it with different studio. He did uh, Never Say Never Again. Uh I didn't much care for. You. you could tell in Diamonds Are Forever he was getting a little old. He wasn't as poshy as Roger Moore, oh, which no, is what I liked no. about him. He was kind of a rough yeah, and tumble yeah. man's man. Yeah, Roger Moore, you could tell, had to, not that he couldn't get down, but he, he had to, like, talk his way out of most shit and use his brain, whereas Sean Connery was just going to uh, punch somebody and jump through the window if he had to. <laughs> I Damn mean, you got to punch somebody in uh, But, yeah, Goldfinger, they pulled out all the punches for Goldfinger, man. Great premise. You know, they're going to steal gold from Fort Knox. They had the iconic. That uh, what's that? Wasn't that Die Hard? Uh, No, well, that was Die Hard Hard three was the reserve in New York. (laughs) So this was actually the Kentucky uh, Fort Knox where they were going in and they were flying. Remember, uh, pussy, pussy galore. uh, galore. (laughs) Right there. They were like, Are we going to name this? Is this is what we're going to go with? You sure we want to go with this? They're like, Okay. That was a joke that one of the interns made, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, go with it. <laughs> a lot of vagina? What? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and this was the first time, you know, I mean, well, it had been established really earlier on, especially in. Um, what from Russia with Love, where there was this, uh, where there was a villain, and then there was a sub villain, you know, and the sub villain was the one who did all the kind of usually lifting and what stuff. it is, right? yeah. Well, in like the from, from Russia Jaws, with Love, yeah, he, Robert Shaw Robert was, Shaw the, was, was, the, was the, the main villain, and there was a couple sub villains. That little girl, the little, <laughs> yeah, the little scrappy. Uh, I always lady. think that they modeled the girl from uh, The Incredibles off of her. Maybe character. it's more the girl from. Uh, Obviously, the girl from uh, Austin Power. Scott. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she was definitely modeled after, and she had that shoe knife, which is really cool. But yeah, the idea of the sub villain was huge in Goldfinger because you had uh, what's his odd job? Odd job was like not random task. That's <laughs> what I <just about laughs> <to> say. <it. laughs> but odd job, and he had a very distinct look, man. I mean, I you think of the scenes from when well, he was on I mean, the golf I'm, course, um, yeah, and he took out that. Uh, uh, the statue head with the uh, with the bowler hat that had the uh, the Blades razor blade it. underneath it. I mean, that was like the classic classic stuff that we loved. And his iconic car. This was the one that had that uh, the Aston Martin. The gadgets
0: it, were always my favorite. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. As a little kid, gadgets are like uh, they are the jam. Because I remember I had I remember the remember the big sensation when you were a kid. You had the switchblade cone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We might have to shut this door at some point. Should I shut It'll it right now? Right. I don't know. Because I can turn the light off and shut it down. You can do what you feel. Yeah, let me do that. Tell us, tell us something about you like about James Bond, real
0: quick. Larry. Tell us something you like about James Bond. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm trying. To, I'm thinking of the, the one. Uh, all, right, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> the one, the, the one scene from Wayne's World when they leave, when they leave. What's his name? Why alone. You, why don't you shut that down?
1: Where they? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, but Garth can't take it anymore. Yeah. All right, we're locking this down. We have some serious yard work being done outside, and they're going to screw with us. So We have protocol still yep. in place where're like about yeah, we're about eight 12 feet, uh, 10, feet? ten feet from each other. Yeah, we are taking our quarantine. I'm licking every surface <laughs> <laughs> Is that wrong?? <laughs> Uh yeah, Goldfinger man and also the great thing about the Bond movies is you had the Bond girls. And yeah, Pussy Galore was a real uh Honor Blackman I think was her name. The
0: opening sequences were always the not just the title trailer, a mm-hmm. uh, title sequence, but yeah. the actual opening stunt. Oh yeah, the opening stunt and was was the opening always...
1: song, man. It, it made careers. Yeah. Uh like who was the girl that did Goldfinger? Was it uh Shirley something? Damn, I can't remember her name. Goldfinger. Yeah, it was a great song. I mean, well, going back, it's kind was of it? cheesy, but <laughs> at the time, it was huge. But you think of all the. Uh, if <laughs> this you, is coming if, from a guy who listens to Dune soundtrack. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but if you're a if you're a musician and you get the bomb thing, like the new one that comes out, I think Billie Eilish is going to be yeah, the, and the singer like for it. Yeah, I like stuff. Uh, and that movie, I don't know if it's going to come out soon. They ever, man? They were they were talking about that that was going to come out at some point soon. So we'll see if it ever comes out. Every, uh, every bank that's attached to that
0: yeah. movie is freaking the hell out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but there's been good some uh, some great stunt work that. Uh, I think they had to talk Connery out of doing it because he was that rough and tumble guy that wanted to do his own stunts and everything. I mean, he wasn't stupid, but there were times like remember the uh, the incident on Thunderball where the, the uh, with the shark, uh, oh, the shark. underneath that it was supposed to be. Uh, there was supposed to be a barrier between him and the but shark. There was one spot, and, and there was wasn't... one spot where it got away. And if you look at the reaction in the movie, and I heard saw the making of it, and his eyes got huge, and they left that shot in there, thankfully. But yeah. he's he's telling the story, and he was like, "Yeah, that guy never uh, didn't sh- uh, wasn't on set for that long after that moment because whoever Ooh, the, was in the trouble, stunt coordinator, yeah, the stunt coordinator got fired, and yeah you, yeah, you can't do that type of shit. If you almost kill your, the lead star. of The movie you have one job, man. Yeah, keep him. safe Bond has some problems with that too, man. I they've had several. Problems they with the stunt seat guys.
0: The Can you imagine how much their insurance costs?
1: Bro? The uh, <laughs> the guy on Octopussy that got uh, they didn't uh, check out that one path of the train and he hit his hip on that concrete barrier on the side. <sighs> concreted. I and Roger Moore had to visit him in the uh, hospital and yeah, everything. And better he, visit with a box yeah, full of money. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm sure he got paid because he, he fucked never his working life up. again. Yeah. As he a probably he's probably still feeling it. Doing, he's <laughs> having to do hand stunts now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's good though that the Bond movies were known for that. You go into the Bond movies knowing, oh, we're gonna they see push stunts, the limit. and that's the same thing that
0: with Tom Cruise with the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah. You feel, I, it's almost like you're watching a Bond movie. Yeah, it's mm-hmm.
1: true. They ju- they are a certain type of Bond movie. But what was great about these, um, about the Bond movies, is you knew there was uh, the stunts were real. I mean, they they stopped doing that after a while. I mean, they try to keep it as like real as possible. You trying to, try to tell me they
0: didn't crash a space yeah. shuttle, yeah. Moonraker, or,
1: or even like. Uh, the thing would uh, die another day when they're, when they're on the ice and it's flying and then he's got a parachute over oh, the yeah, thing yeah. and you were like uh, you know because when you watch Spy Who Loved Me when the guy is going on the skis and he goes mm-hmm. over the cliff yeah. and then I mean that shit's real. Yeah. I mean that was impressive you and I think people loved knowing that oh we're going to see one yeah. of the best stunts even with Pierce Brosnan when he's when he's bungee jumping and he's got to get his off the dam and he's yeah, got to get his gun Do out. real right stunts. Time. Even yeah. Gleam in the
0: Cube did real stunts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> did he really? I'm not sure about that. <laughs> we'll have to <laughs> snopes that motherfucker right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Goldfinger, man. If you're if you're a Bond movie uh, fan, I mean, I, if you ask like ten Bond fans what their favorite Bond person okay. is, almost all of them are gonna say Sean Connery. And then most of you, them don't will say... don't you
0: think it'll fall more around generational lines though? To be honest with you, it does. But Maybe
1: without the Timothy Timothy Dalton, he was sort of like
0: the black sheep. Although I, liked him, I like him, I like Timothy. I would I say Elizabed is, is probably Timothy the Dalton. more. Black
1: Sheep of the Bunch. Yeah, but, but
0: no, he was the first one, but nobody remembers him.
1: I loved Lazenby. No, well, Lazenby was like after uh, Connery. Oh, before Moore. Yeah, before Moore. Yeah, well, One-offs. It, it was weird because it went Connery all the way through. You only lived twice. It, and they put Lazenby in to do Honor, Majesty's Secret Service, and then they brought Connery back for uh, Diamonds of Forever. And then they bought... I don't uh, know how much money
0: they had to pay him oh, to get man. him back.
1: They must have give him a up. because he didn't want to do did it you see his uh, most bonds don't you want to do it his after a while
0: go online after the show and take a look they do some his wife i think did, had people magazine maybe even before he died come in and they showcased his home
1: in, oh in the bahamas? bahamas yeah man. see that's it's that's like what's problem. brilliant man I, and you
0: know people are like oh sean Connery doesn't do any movies anymore it's like great yay awesome <laughs> <laughs> we have them all. We have they them all, great. man. we don't want to you know, see him decrepit. He did one doing more stuff. than he according to you. He did one more than he should have. Yeah,
1: we're lucky we haven't had to see him like all decrepit I don't and see everything. Someone
0: f- falling apart yeah.
1: until the last day. Let them enjoy their. Well, we've said that before. That's the great thing about like Gene Hackman. You know, Gene Hackman did a hundred movies and he's out. I don't yeah. know where Gene Hackman is. No one knows where Gene Hackman is. He knows where he is. That's Maybe, all that matters. Yes. Probably, he might not even know where he is. He's if he's smart, he's in the Bahamas, well, like it, uh, Connery. I was. did
0: he- reading that. Uh, Sean Carter had ALS Yeah Which is Lou Gehrig's disease
1: Yeah I heard that Towards really, the end He had a little bit of dementia yeah, uh, From which, what I heard Which is normal which, I think for that if My wife's
0: listening to this I'm going to Paul pulling the plug on me As soon as I can't <laughs> Remember who I am <laughs>
1: For me You got to plug some more shit in Just put a movie on In front of me I'm fine <laughs> I'll start forgetting all these movies like, I'm talking about. You can watch like, a movie and then like, this watch is it awesome. six months later and be like, wow, this is a great. Have you ever <laughs> watched this
0: movie? It's like, you watched this movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, that's a good one. Uh, but, yeah, let's move on to the next one. This next one, uh, and we're going to jump around here, obviously. I've seen obviously. scenes of
0: this, but I've never watched the whole movie. Man, this uh, is definitely one of The cast, obviously. This
1: is definitely a movie that when we don't have a lot of movies for you to catch up on and watch, I'll let you borrow because it's it's so phenomenal. It's one of those epic movies that is just great to have at the house when you're making, like, sauce or something like that. It's it's one of those movies. It's it's only, like, two and a half hours, but my disc, you have to flip it over halfway through. Yeah,
0: I did that this weekend. I made Chili and watched The Masters. Oh, the Masters, yeah. And the Masters is again yeah. in April. Did somebody
1: get two hole-in-ones in there? Um, you got one, right? Uh, I don't want to get Someone got far in off, a hole-in-one
0: yeah. in a practice round by skipping it across the water.
1: Yeah. It skipped four times across uh.
0: the water and then rolled on the green and went the whole John Rom. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, heard, I had seen a little bit and I saw the green jacket being put on the guy, but yeah, I'm far out of the loop with what's going on. With uh, Masters. I can fill you in later. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're talking about The Man Who uh, Would Be King. I-, I love it. Came out the year I was born, 1975. Definitely on my top uh, probably 30 or 40 movies of all time. It's just such an amazing movie. about. So we've the three main actors, really just two main actors, but I'll give the three. Um... Uh, yeah, we'll probably have some I hear crazy voices. Yeah, they'll be walking <laughs> around the house. else. They're gonna it. be walking next to us and pulling stuff up. So that's why we close the store. So we don't need them getting on our pod, <laughs> unless, they, unless, they on about, pod. unless they you know about, pay. know. know about cash money again on this uh, pod. Should open the door. You guys know anything about the man Who would be king? Well, then shut the fuck up. <laughs> 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 uh, so basically, three main stars. You got Sean Connery. You've got Michael Caine and Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer is only really in it from the at the beginning and the end. Uh, he kind of bookends the whole movie movie and it starts these guys are two con men so they're uh uh that's sean connery and michael Caine. And they're just opportunists that want to be almost adventurers and they want to almost rule their own army and a group of people so at the very beginning of the movie michael Caine pickpockets uh christopher Plummer, and he gets his watch from him and he realized, he also gets that there's a emblem a chain on the uh, watch of the Freemasons and he's he's also a Freemason so Freemasons. he so he realized oh shit I just stole like uh, the, something from a from a fellow brother so he gets on the train with him and he gets in his compartment this other uh, Indian guy and they're going through India this other Indian guy gets on and he's like eating a watermelon and it, Christopher Plummer's trying to sleep so while Christopher Plummer's sleeping Michael, Kane chucks the guy out the uh, door and says I just caught this guy trying to steal your watch and everything and he just strikes up a conversation with him and he says hey i'm a uh, i'm a mason and uh, maybe you can deliver a message to uh, sean connor he's going to be coming through here in about a week and just tell him hey pg went south and that's uh, michael kane's character and he was like well i can do that for a fellow mason so he kane's about to get off and he's like hey just so you know i noticed my watch was stolen before i got on the train <laughs> and he, he was like hey how was i gonna know you are a mason <laughs> so he kind of uh, hey at least you give him some oh and i should mention that uh Christopher Plummer is playing Rudyard Kipling, the oh, yeah? uh, the, uh, the, the author, but yep. he was working for the North Star, like a Gazette or something like that, and uh, they end up running into him again, and he meets Sean Connery, gives the message to Sean Connery, and then they meet each other, and they said, "Hey, we're gonna go on this adventure. We're gonna go. We're gonna." We have zero money, but we're gonna travel across India into <laughs> Afghanistan, and we're gonna just find a group of barbarians, and we're gonna tell them we can make them money, and we could kill. Don't do that their nowadays, enemies. by the way. <laughs> yeah, don't do that Take now. Death case, and b- apparently, that they had said no one has gone through this particular land since like Alexander had like conquered it back in like 328 BC, and everything. He says, "Well, he says I'm not gonna let a Greek uh, uh, stop us from doing what we want." So they start this long journey. And it's, it's a bitch to get there. They have to deal with all these elements. They've got these b- barbarians that are trying to steal shit from them. But they, they're they smart about it. Like they see these three guys come up uh, up on him with mules and everything. And he's like, well, we're walking. We could use those mules. So Michael Caine puts bullets in his mouth. And they're sitting around pretending they're eating like peanuts or something. And then he spits one into the fire and it blows up. And when it blows up, they steal his guns and they shoot him and they steal their mules. So now they got mules and they're murderers and and they're going through the (laughs) desert. But they get to the point where it's now it's snow. And it's one of the best scenes is they go over this huge bridge. And once they go over the bridge and, uh, Sean Connery has like eye blindness almost because of the snow. So he's got his his eyes wrapped and Michael Caine's like kind of leading him over there. And he hears this huge bang and he's like, what's that? And he says, that's the bridge we just went over. It just collapsed. And he says, and there's a gap on the other side. So we're stuck here and I think we're going to die here. And so they end up settling down. They settle underneath this and the huge edge. mountain. That movie <laughs> Yeah, like 20 minutes into this two-and-a-half-hour movie. Who knew? Now it's all about nobody. No star of the movie. Uh, and so they're just talking about, well, we had a good life. This is what we did. And they just start shooting the shit. And they start laughing their asses off about something that Sean Connery says. And an avalanche happens and, and fills in the, the gap. gap. <laughs> nice. And they're like, oh, shit. He says. So we, they, they go over the gap. I had been thinking about that <laughs> yeah. already, man. <laughs> and they come. They come across their first town, and they're they're like shooting arrows at them and everything. And they were like, "Hey, hold up!" And then some guy who had been part of another British expedition, but he was Indian. He was like helping with the expedition. Mm-hmm. I guess everyone from that expedition died except for him. Mm-hmm. And he showed himself. He says, Oh, you're British soldiers." He says, "My name is Billy Fish, and I'll help you and everything." And he starts being their translator. He's like. Well, tell this, tell the warlord here that we're here to help them. Ask him who their enemies are, and he's like, "Oh, our enemies are such and such people. They live over there. They come and they piss in our uh, river water and they steal our women and everything." He says, "Don't worry, we're going to help you with these guys." So Sean Connery and everything uh, and Michael Caine start training the army. They they start training them how to march, how to uh, shoot, and everything. And then they go out and they uh, they take over uh, these their enemies and like uh, overcome them. But the guys that uh, they take captive, they says, "Well, you're with us now." so they're basically building an army and then moving he says who are your enemies and uh, what happens is during one of these incursions Sean Connery gets shot in the chest with an arrow and it hits his medallion and, uh, or a part of his uh, like armor and everything. Mm-hmm. And he pulls the arrow out, and everyone starts bowing to him. They're like, holy shit, he can't be killed. He must be a god. You've got to double check that. So sometimes. they go with it. They were like, oh, let's go with this and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, this is where shit gets complicated and everything. So they, because they're, they're I, I see an impending to... power struggle oh, between man. the two of them. Yeah, that doesn't happen until the very end, uh, towards the very end, but they stay pretty close to friends up until then. But the holy man calls him up and they were uh and they said calls them, and, out. calls them out and they uh they call for them to come up to their temple and everything and billy fish brings him there and they, they were like uh they want to see who this guy is and they're looking at him and they stand him over to the side and you can you could tell that they're about to shoot him with an arrow they want to make sure that this guy mm-hmm. can't get killed and michael cain right before he does it holds the guy back and they, they grab sean connery and they're about to fucking stab him the main holy guy has a knife and he's he's up like Carrie carry White's mom. <laughs> they were <laughs> ready to bury that knife into him and everything, and they rip his chest open. And they see the uh, the mason eye on his chest. And apparently, they have the mason's eye in the temple. And they were like, the only the 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 biggest priests know about this eye. It was discovered and everything. And they were like, if he's wearing this, he's got to be a god. And so after that, whatever he wants, they what <laughs> women, gold, everyone is drunk with power. Here we go. Yep. And then Michael Caine shortly realized uh, sh- this shit's going to his head. Man, it's really going his head. And one of Connery's best roles, too, because he's very likable at the beginning, and then he starts getting pissy and mean and everything. And he kind of snaps out of it at the very end when he realizes, oh, we're fucked. Because uh he wants to marry this one girl, and the girl does not want to marry him, and it's one of the warlord's daughters and everything. And Michael Cain's like, you, you really don't want to do this and everything. And during the wedding, she bites his lip and he starts bleeding. And uh, the the holy man goes up and grabs the blood and everything and holds it up and realizing, oh shit that he's not a god and michael kane him. i won't ruin the ending because it's a fantastic ending but he he was like we gotta get the fuck out of dodge right now this whole jig is up you know we've been conning all these uh ignorant people for so long that uh (laughs) sounds like somebody we know (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah till they come to the (laughs) sense he likes gold (laughs) he expects to win
0: all the time it's gone in his head no it's him it is (laughs) (laughs) now that that, like goodfellas moment (laughs) that guy looks
1: like someone we know (laughs) Wilt the hair it's him All right, this next one. This is one of the ones where he plays a Spaniard, but obviously a Scottish uh, guy. And this is uh, – you you just watched this, so we'll have you talk a little bit about it too. It's, it's 1986, The Highlander. I, I, I didn't stay riveted to every yeah. scene, to be honest with you. It, It's hard to with Christopher Lambert. I shit on he's, Christopher Lambert a lot. He's not a good actor. He's man.
0: a terrible actor, and his eyes are so weird that it detracts from yeah. every single scene he does. He almost looks like he has
1: – He's developmentally disabled. Yeah, he and he's his delivery's bad. A giant it's not forehead. his. It's not his first language. English terrible, isn't his first language, French. so he it it comes off weird with his dialogue. Tell and me everything. about the haggish. Yeah, I've never heard of it. <laughs> but if if you're unfamiliar, and this movie spawned a series and in a, a pretty decent series, I didn't care for the series, but a lot of people loved it. I mean, the first thing that should be said, and if those are who
0: are hardcore movie fans, yeah. Once I say this, you'll be like, okay, I get. Canon Films. Yeah, Canon Films. That, that's, <laughs> yeah. Me and Justin knows what we're talking about here.
1: Outrageous soundtrack done by Queen. Oh, yeah. Check. Check. <laughs> High-level actor who refuses to uh, get really into character. Check. <laughs> <laughs> Way too many sword fights scenes yeah. in a modern Clancy era. Clancy Brown, no man. Clancy Brown was amazing. Clancy Brown was
0: movie. crazy.
1: Yeah, he was a madman movie. in this movie. And I mean, he, Sean Connery, honestly,
0: was only in this movie for about... Yeah, 30 probably minutes, thirty maybe. minutes. I, I get, and it, I liked minutes. every scene. I mean, yeah. I thought he did a great job. I don't know.
1: He just showed up and was part of the movie. <laughs> he's the exposition, really. I mean, he, yeah. he's explaining what's going on, basically.
0: I mean, I liked it when he took him in the rowboat.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Him. It was the almost Mr. like Mr. Miyagi yeah, I was just going to say, it's yeah. literally
0: just... He did a bunch of things that were like Mr. Miyagi. And this was
1: 86, so yeah, he might have stolen this from Karate Kid, because I, I think Karate think Kid did. was 84, 85. Yeah, he totally stole uh. <laughs> it from Karate
0: Kid. So Christopher Lambert's doing the Karate Kid thing. But here's the silly thing. If you don't know how to swim... Don't go out on a boat. Yeah,
1: that's the key right there. <laughs> and he pushes him in the water. Well, we should back up and tell us what a Highlander okay, is. Okay, there's so only there can only be one. That that is the uh, the tagline too. There can only be one. But there's, there's a this, bunch.
0: They just have to kill each other before the gathering.
1: They're a special yeah. And the quickening is when you quickening uh, yeah when, gathering quickening.
0: One of those
1: really isn't is there one? Isn't that the subtitle for one of them Highlander the Gathering? Maybe I don't know. Right. I know the quickening is number two, where it actually goes into it. and the quickening is what so. They're these people that can't die, unless you unless you chop unless their you head chop off. Their and off. there are several of them, but they live generations and generations. And it was crazy at the beginning where uh, where McCloud, uh, played by Christopher Lambert, dies on the battlefield. All his buddies turn on him when he shows back up at the pub. <laughs> I thought it was... Well, he wasn't even quite dead. Well, they thought he was
0: like... He mortally wounded. And they're like, you got better. He's like, well... And then they just... No, the some only, the, they buried him. <laughs> oh, did they bury him? I can't <laughs> remember that they man. buried they him. They thought he was like a demon. Okay. They,
1: and they told well, him, you get in the fuck out of town. We don't want one, you. Even his girlfriend turned on burly him.
0: burly Scottish guy that was definitely in uh, Braveheart. Yeah. That one... Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, probably every other Scottish movie ever made, yeah. he's probably yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. you Scotsman. Ass. You gotta be in Braveheart. Saved his ass and moved him... Uh, Scotland, I, I've been watching a lot of... And this goes way off track. That's about <laughs> Scotland. So... I, I've been watching a lot of uh, online golf stuff from these guys in, in, in England and they go play in Wales and Scotland and it's so beautiful, man. Yeah. But, yeah Scotland. I like the Scottish scenes in this movie more than I liked the, uh, the scenes in... 1980s US.
1: Oh yeah, and it kept jumping back and forth, because that was the thing. Since he can't die, they're they're showing McLeod in like 1986, but they're going to the backstory of how he became a Highlander and everything. So basically, after he gets shunned out of town... He comes across uh, Sean Connery, who just who kind of seeks him out. Is that what it was? He, he, he saw him. Yeah. Out. How did he come mm-hmm. across him? Yeah, he he, saw, he just showed up, and basically he's got to help him because McCloud doesn't realize he's he a Highlander. He, he doesn't know what a Highlander he was is. Immortal. He, yeah, he just thought, hey, I, maybe I just got better. <laughs> that was the most ridiculous
0: scene when he was in the boat and Sean Connery yeah. like throws him off the boat, and he's like
1: drowning. Yeah. So he thought. Yeah. And then
0: like he realized he could breathe underwater and he starts sword fighting underwater. And Powder he's
1: like you don't understand it. You can't die. He says just breathe that water in, man. So he's like breathing underwater and everything and now MacLeod's loving it. He just his only job is to like not lose his head. But now he's got to worry about Clancy Brown coming after him because I mean was it a I mean I know it was his rule that there could only be one, but it was it other highlanders there other also highlanders,
0: that? but the lure was or the like the, oh that the dream you were, was to, that you to you were one. stealing
1: you were stealing everyone's power yeah, when you killed that uh, when you killed them and that's once why they you had killed them. that blue light and kind yeah. of went up in the once you killed somebody it was called the quickening which is you absorbing the other highlander's power Plancy and Brown knowledge full oh yeah when, when he shaved his head and, and like, was going car. he was in the, in the church car. Yeah. and they're
0: like he's like He's like Christopher Lambert. He did a few jokes. Some of them landed and some of them didn't. And yeah. he's like, Who did your hair? Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> like, I'm into size. I didn't want anybody to recognize me. And yeah. He's like this six foot. I don't realize how big Quincy Brown is. Oh.
1: Yeah, Clancy Brown's he's a massive monster. man. I mean, if you don't know Clancy Brown, he was the uh, uh, bad guard and in, in Shawshank. In Shawshank. That was the main one that. Yeah. Or he's also the voice of Mr. Krabs he is. from. Uh, but I loved him in that Carnival I, 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 when I, 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 he played that I, 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 evil uh, <laughs> that evil preacher in Carnival. That was yeah, like oh, uh, bewitched in by the devil. Oh, I mean, I always that thought was crazy. he should
0: be the guy from the stand.
1: I absolutely, absolutely, and they got somebody to be the new guy. Who is yeah. it? Oh, it's the guy from. Uh, it's one of Stellan Skarsgård's sons. Yeah, yeah the True Blood okay. guy. He's all right. He, he can play evil. He, he's not around, but yeah i mean he's better than the other guy from the stand that they had that original oh. randall flag he was horrible he, he, yeah. yeah he wasn't bad he wasn't good that was a horrible movie and they i think that comes out soon Is on Dauber cbs back? no i don't think they got anyone back <laughs> whoopi goldberg's playing the uh the mother the old black woman that calls everyone
0: the uh from the original stand my favorite character there was not only one or two but was the crazy dark-haired girl
1: Oh, Laura San yeah. she was she awesome was nuts. Yeah, yeah. There was a couple of good people in it. I mean, I mean, they. I mean, Gary Sinise was in it, and uh, they they Love did a Abigail little. Mother Abigail was good. Yeah, they did a. Uh, yeah, that was uh, what's her name, uh, Ruby D. Ruby D. Uh, but they got a lot of people that normally those Stephen King TV movies they get some horrible. Like, let's put John Boy on it. At yeah. least they decided, hey, well, at least put Lieutenant Dan in it. It'll be a little bit better. <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> I don't know how we got on that because he. I don't think Sean Connery ever did a Stephen King movie. Unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, Highlander was good, and you got to see, and not all these. I mean, actually, there's a good amount of these where you got to see Sean Connery die. But <laughs> I said to
0: Maria as I watched, she's like, "What are you watching Who are this?" Because the music, was Highlander. Playing. Oh yeah, man, like Queen songs. She right. was all kinds of crazy music going. She's like, "What are you watching?" I was like, Highlander,
1: and I said, "I'm pretty sure." St- John Connery's never seen that. <laughs> yeah, no, I probably hadn't seen any of these. Uh Queen did some soundtracks, man. I love songs uh, on this. Yep. Theirs. I loved the soundtrack they did for Flash Gordon. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was great. <laughs> Flash Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> yep. All right, let's move to an one that everyone uh everyone loves on here. And this is nineteen eighty seven. This is where it, if he wasn't known by everybody and could kind of write his own ticket already with James Bond. He when uh, Brian De Palma's 1987 flick The Untouchables came out, bam! That was it was it, man. Yeah, I mean, this is
0: the heyday of where I fall for Sean Connery. Yeah, eighty seven was a great year to ninety. Everything he did, I I loved. Yeah, incredibly. I mean, awesome.
1: Eighty six and eighty seven were great years for movies, man. They were awesome years. You look up those movies that came out in eighty six and eighty seven. I was telling all my the girl way to ninety one. I mean, 91 one's yeah.
0: probably one of the best years ever.
1: The nineties were great for thrillers. You know, it, it was almost like certain decades and certain years were good for certain types of genres. Eighties uh, was everything. You know, it just everything was hitting on all notches, and th- there wasn't a whole in nineteen eighty seven. There wasn't a whole lot of gangster movies, and you think of gangster movies before nineteen eighty seven. I mean. The Roaring Twenties movies. Godfathers Godfathers for sure were out there, but you had a lot of the Cagney stuff and everything. Not until like Goodfellas where people were like, Oh shit, we know what people wanna watch now. We're gonna go crazy with the gangster movies. Sopranos came out 92. probably – no, it was probably later than that. It was probably like 97, 96, 97, I would imagine. And, yeah, that was when uh, shit just went crazy. Now, th- there's not as many of them come out. Uh, ones here and there, like Black Mass came, uh, came out. We'll be talking about that in a couple weeks. Um but the Untouchables was it was a TV show, so we are all familiar yeah. with Elliot Ness and, and everything. one of the most
0: famous gangsters of all time. Yeah,
1: Al Capone. You know, and, and uh, I thought Niro that Nero played him brilliantly. Man, gained some weight. He not many roles as he was gaining weight after uh, after Raging Bull, yeah. but I think he he did for this the, just a little uh, bit.
0: Yeah, not to jump forward too much, but the the memorable scene of that is when he brings all the bosses together. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. He's giving his speech. <laughs> Baseball. <laughs> if that guy can't hit, what is he? He's yeah. a bum. Yeah. He's a bum. Damn. Team. Team. Team.
1: <laughs> I used that <laughs> I fun. love the the, int- the intro to Sean Connery oh, where he Kevin Costner yeah, in... oh, is like uh, just sitting on the bridge all defeated because things aren't going well with the Treasury Department that he works for and everything. And yeah. Sean Connery's just a beat cop. You know, he's just kind of resigned to living his life as the beat cop for the last – And he was, me- he, meeting Elliot he was sort of an outsider. Like he didn't want to be oh, yeah, corrupt.
0: Yeah. Because he knew there was corruption. Oh, he
1: knew where all the corruption was. And and, And he knew the cops It's not like we don't know where the alcohol is. It's who's willing to stand up and I mean, there
0: were several times when he was trying to protect what's-his-name's family and says, go
1: see this priest, but don't go see that other priest because that other priest will rat him out. Yep. And, uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about the scene where he, where he so first meets him on the like bridge. Like said, he's sitting on the bridge and literally – He litters. That's what got yeah, – Sean throws, Connery's – He
0: throws something on the ground, a candy bar wrapper or something on the ground, and Sean Connery's there and sort of calls him out. And he, uh, he goes to tap him with his nightstick, and he hits his pistol. Yeah. And uh, he's like, what's this? What's the hardware for? Yeah. And he's like, I'm a treasury agent. And he's like, okay. And he walks away, and then, yeah. and then, Chuck uh, Kevin is like, "Would you turn your ma- back on a on an armed man?" He's how like, "You, you know said him? you're a Treasury agent," and he's like, "He's like, how do you know that?" He's like, "Who would claim to be that?" It wasn't. That, <laughs> <Yeah>. that wasn't.
1: <laughs> it's like true, true. <laughs> and so at that point, they just team up and they kind of devise you want this the team. Drugs. One or of the best, go- what alcohol? Yeah, one of the best scenes was when they got Andy Garcia to join yeah. the team. Oh, oh yeah. my god! When they go, they go to the shooting range and everything, and they're calling a they couple. That first guy, that was first funny guy too. who's like an idiot, and he was like, uh, "Yeah, to but to, 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 uh, to protect and to serve and yeah. protect." He so said, "Why'd you become a cop to protect and serve?" And he's just giving like textbook answer. Yeah. And he's he's like, "Oh, there goes the next chief of police there." Yeah, and then when uh, they call Andy Garcia up because these guys are the two best shots, yeah. he's like, Matt "Give Stone. us your two best shots." And he's, he's like, like "What's your name, Matt yeah.
0: Stone?" What was your name before you changed? It? Well, even before that, when he starts
1: reciting the uh, the same oh, yeah. bullshit the yeah, other cop yeah, yeah, yeah. he says, Ah, enough with that shit. He says, I want to know why you really became a cop. And that's when he went into what's your real name and everything. And then they went into these, like, uh, this back and forth disparaging. Yeah. That's uh,
0: all we need. What was your real name? It's Giuseppe Galante. And, yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. like, Oh, that's all we need is one thieving wop in the bunch. He's yeah. like, It's. And <laughs> he, Hardy Garcia pulls his pistol on yeah. him. It's like, it's better than being a. Stinking Irish pig. Yeah, he's oh, I like him. <laughs> yes. God's like, yeah, I like him too. <laughs> <laughs> then they get uh, Charles Martin Smith, oh, who's, who's awesome. who is like an accountant. I yeah. remember when you they're going on the raid. Carry gun. a carry badge,
1: carry gun. And then my they...
0: my all time favorite scene is they uh, so they they take down a bunch of Capone's shit, and yep. Capone's pissed. They get a tip that they're gonna be moving a bunch of alcohol
1: Canada, over the Canadian, Canadian border. Bridge, yeah. So they
0: sort of they sort of like partner with the Canadian Mounties. They weren't mm. gonna let them do it without them. Yeah. And then the Canadian Mounties like go early. Yeah. When they weren't supposed to. So they wanted they hadn't made the exchange yet. Yeah. And so they got on the bridge and then what you would have thought would happen, a big gunfight breaks out. Yeah. And uh, you know, they catch one guy running away hmm. and they get the ledger the guy from funny farm. Yeah. They get the ledger, <laughs> yeah. but they, it's all in code. They can't read it. Yeah. They don't have the accountant yet. So they're trying to tell this guy, they got him in a chair inside the cabin. They were using as, as an outpost. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're like, you're going to tell us who the accountant is. You're going to take him. And he's like, you can burn in hell. And he's yeah. like, all right. And Sean Carney runs outside and you can't see it from the other guy's perspective, but there's a dead guy they had killed yeah. and they put him on the porch but Sean Connery pretends the guy's not dead, yeah. and like picks him up and puts him against the window. He's like,
1: "Tell me who the accountant
0: is. He says, I'm going to give you the
1: three. He, says, oh, he sticks sorry. a gun you, in his mouth. You can't talk with a gun in your mouth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so he shoots the guy and back of his head head off, brains blow up into the cabin. Like all over the other like, I'll tell you whatever you want. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so we got him I, now. Man, and yeah, even the Mounties, so the crap. Mounties are like, I, I don't, want to I don't approve your again, methods. Man. He says, "Yeah, well, you're not from Chicago." Yeah. <laughs> And it was just great, man. And uh, this really paired well with Brian De Palma. I mean, Brian De Palma yeah. is—I mean, you want to see close-ups class and De Palma. watch uh, the watch the train the train sequence, train sequence yeah. with the
0: baby carriage and the slow motion and uh, the wide going shots and up the and stairs the, and uh, yeah.
1: all the way where. Uh, Andy Garcia slides across the floor and stops the baby carriage from Such fighting and shoots the guy in the head. Ah, oh, it's so great. Rewatch Untouchables. If you watched it before, I'm going to definitely rewatch it because it, it is great. I, I love the music Filmmaking from it. at its best. Yeah. The it, end sequence was great. Something about Brian De Palma's movies just activates something in my brain, too. You know, I think Untouchables, when I think Brian De Palma, and you want to see, like, a real classic Brian De Palma film style, because he's got a very unique style with his close-ups and his dolly shots. I mean, you think Carrie dressed to kill untouchables are like three big ones um, snake even eyes? snake eyes yep snake eyes was a big brian de Kupama film that had a very unique look even uh, casualties of war had a lot of mm-hmm. those great stuff where it was like michael j fox's face is right on the screen but clear as day in a small little piece of the frame you could see that like yeah. uh, the rape going on in the background yeah. and it, it's just really great you don't see a lot of people line their shots up like that anymore Kubrick would
0: do stuff, and I noticed it. I took a film class in junior college, and uh, we spent a lot of time on um, the clockwork orange. Yeah. And the relationship of the depth of the camera mm-hmm. compared to what's going on to make it seem either more violent or yeah. less violent, to put, that, put the person in the... Moment.
1: Yeah, and I they, mean, some cases like in certainly in Clockwork Orange, like the 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 main uh, home invasion rape scene was like right in front of you, where other almost scenes, you couldn't even see. Like, where other scenes in like the theater, yeah, so far away, you couldn't really even see it. And so it was they, like theater, like they were you know, pushing
0: the girl across the stage. And it's it.
1: and it's not done willy nilly. It's kind of planned yeah. throughout mm-hmm. the movie of how to do it. And yeah, like when you think long tracking shots, most people's minds immediately, if you're a film guy, usually you go to Brian De Palma yeah. or you go to Scorsese. I mean, I mean those guys, guys
0: are the guys that enter snake. Eyes is one of the greatest shots. Yep,
1: ever or the intro intro to the prom scene in uh, yeah. mm-hmm. in Carrie. You just watch it; it's all one camera angle, yeah. and it goes all the way up the rope, all the way up to Nancy, yep. uh, Alan, in the uh, in the rafters, and everything. And that's yep. when it finally cuts. I hate to be it's the amazing, guy that blows that take? For yeah, that's day. what I think when I'm watching <laughs> it. And I was like, oh god, got to set back to number Who one. Who let <laughs> the coke <laughs> <go>, cannon? <Callum?
0: laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not
1: like digital film back then. I mean, you had to, a setup was a long time. Mm. It was go to your it trailer. Took, we'll call uh, you in two hours.
0: Yeah. I mean, it would take all day to if you got yeah. it that
1: day. That's when rehearsal was really important back Locking, in the day. It's not as in, blocking and oh, blocking is always important, but the uh, uh, rehearsals isn't as much anymore. No, because you can do because you can just takes. keep shooting, keep shooting, and shooting, and shooting. Fifty takes, you know. I mean, and it's not as bad. I, that's the good thing about digital film, approach. yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's jump uh ahead two years. Dun, to a dun, franchise dun, that was already well built before he even came on board was Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. Uh I love any I love all the Indiana Jones movies. This might be my well, favorite. No, I like the first three Indiana Jones movies. I should say there that. There wasn't a fourth movie. Well, I uh, some, movie? some people will claim there is. I don't know anyone who likes it, but uh <laughs> the Last Crusade had the poster on my wall <laughs> growing up, man. Paul I to me I love and said I'm ready to go when you are. Yep, I'm ready to leave anytime you want. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's let's stay. I guess we can laugh. I don't about know. It. Yeah. We'll make fun of it later. <laughs> but Last Crusade, super fun, man. It, I mean, those first three never lost a step. They were really the formula really good. was perfect for all three of those movies. Yeah, the the comedy was timed yeah. perfectly. First, I love. I think Raise the Last Ark was my favorite of all of them. But then I kind of go back and forth between two and three. They, they're just this way is good to me.
0: The first one and number two is probably my number three out of them but really? no,
1: they were all close yeah i mean it, I, I almost got to go in order i almost got to go in order and that doesn't take anything away from last crusade because last crusade was so much fun but we're dealing with uh we, we get to see the opening of last crusade is a great opening you know the backstory of how indy yeah. as a teenager played by river phoenix kind of got into this life and yeah the, the coming back to the house and you you don't get to see sean Connery yeah. at that point you just hear his voice i mean
0: it's almost like the same people it, if you're a fan of like The Da Vinci Code. Yeah. Like, this is almost... Because it had the biblical... Yeah, this it like, definitely, Even the first one had the biblical
1: yeah, sort of... it really did. I mean, archaeology was like forefront of the list. And I love that they were like, all right, the first one, we're going to deal with the Ark. The second one, we're going to deal with the sacred stones that get stolen from the Indian village. And then the third one, we're going to deal with the Holy Grail. And the idea that they made it that Sean Connery's life work was the Grail. I love when they yeah. when they came to, when he finally came to uh, Indiana Jones, he says, we want to hire you. He says, you got the wrong Jones. You want to talk to my father. You're like, yeah, your father the one who's lost we went to him first yeah. so not only does indiana jones have that to take on the job the guy that
0: played donovan yeah he was, was an great. empire Strikes back yeah. yeah
1: he was uh he played the, some random uh kind of uh Someone guy, guy got on, got on the, the empire choked uh no but he was he was on that team kind of like that i think it was empire maybe it was a jedi uh but, but i uh, never tell a dictator what he doesn't want yeah. to hear because you're going to get fired or choked out yeah very well cast they brought back sala um, brilliantly played by john reese davies they brought back uh <laughs> he's already got name? the grail yeah, yeah that's the other guy what's his name uh uh marcus <laughs> <laughs> he speaks 10 languages he'll never find him he'll, he'll blend, blend in, in. <laughs> does anyone here <hear> <laughs> one of the funniest oh. cuts oh. ever in a movie yeah. man oh. uh I, I when i think india jones last crusade though i love the uh him and uh when they go Harrison Forder back to back, like tied oh, yeah. to the chair. Yeah. This is how we say, say goodbye, goodbye in Germany in Austrian. Yeah. I, like, I like the Austrian way yeah, better. Yeah. This is how we say goodbye in Germany when they punch him in the head. The whole movie between them, they were great. I heard they had a great time on the set, too. Yeah, you you would have to. I mean, those guys have major respect for each other. I think that's what Sean Connery's gotta have. I, I feel bad if you're on the set with Sean Connery. That girl was beautiful, and he doesn't that respect girl. you. Oh yeah, the Dutch girl or was you, she she's German. Yeah, she was German, that's right. And She she was great. they showed up and he was pretending
0: to be the famous tapestry guy. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. How dare he? (laughs) (laughs) But I like that when he breaks in and he dad and his dad and Sean Connery's like, you didn't bring it with you, right? You did, didn't you? (laughs) And that gave him the opportunity to pick the yeah. machine gun up and kill a bunch of people. But.
1: He's like, this is a new experience for me. Well, it happens to me all the time. I, mm-hmm. I love when uh, the German girl turns, or pretends is going to get shot. They got the, the German guy's got the gun to the German girl's head, but you don't realize the yeah, German yeah. girl's yeah. bad anymore. And Sean Connery says, don't believe her, she's a Nazi. And he's like, what? And he doesn't believe him. And then when they're I tied up, not... how did you know she was a Nazi? Well, she talks in her sleep. He's, he, says, she... he says, what, you slept with her? He says, hey, I'm as just as virile as the next man. And he says, I was the next man. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! And that whole escape—that oh, uh, the
0: tank sequence. Oh, the tank sequence was, was so good. I but, love. I that. always love it when, like, so the tank goes over the cliff, yeah. and obviously the audience is not thinking that
1: Indiana Jones is dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just comes up from behind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love when they're on the uh, on the beach. Oh, I remember with, with Sean Connery with the umbrella? Yeah. I finally remembered my Charlemagne, yeah. and then he just did that thing with the yeah. uh, with the thing and got the birds to bird go strike. up and bird strike right up into the. That's a real thing, man. Oh you, yeah, you, you don't that's want birds what, in your propellers. Uh, that's th- Sully. Sully knows Sully crashing on the HUDs and- Yep, he knows about that shit. Man, it was fun, man. A lot of people. Uh, I don't think Mom was a huge Indian Jones fan. I th- always That's thought a she always thought like her genre. Uh, I always thought she thought it was too much. You know, it just went on too much or something like. Think that was yeah, what she always said. I but maybe it. I'll lend her some and uh, she'll have to re. I mean, certainly and it, you have to, su- to suspend your dis.
0: Belief sometimes, like raiders jumping out of a plane on an inflatable raft and floating down on number two. Oh,
1: certainly, two and three had a little bit more of that than uh raiders. Raiders, I mean, obviously, raiders had the scene when they're under the uh, under the when he's sliding underneath the jeep and coming up to the front grill and everything, and that was a little bit kind of crazy. But no, no, that was we agreed (laughs) not to talk in a refrigerator during a nuclear blast. (laughs) You told me we wouldn't talk about that. And I gotta edit shit out of here. Uh, I do want to say,
0: watch the opening scene of Crystal Skull if you want to see some of the greatest actors in the world act horribly. Yeah, it's, that opening scene. It's almost like how could the producer and the director of that movie yeah. look at that opening
1: and scene and say, yeah. "We need to shoot this opening. It's the opening scene. You can reshoot it." Once it happened, you were like, "Oh, so." Th- I mean, you're setting up the tone for the movie. and You're like, "Oh, it's going to be like this." And I tell people, and I've told people this before, it wasn't Harrison Ford that fucked no, that movie it up. I, it was good to see Harrison Ford. I liked seeing Karen Ellen, even though the idea that I I, I hate when people seem they need to bring people back just to, to for tell. the sake of bringing them back.
0: I mean, they did that in. I do it. In they a lot. did that in the the second uh, Matt Damon
1: which matt damon super movies. spy oh born identity yeah yeah
0: they brought her back and killed well her they brought the her back minute. just to
1: kill her that i don't mind i'm talking about just bringing people back for zero reason whatsoever no. just that we we got to bring them back because we love him uh from the first one or something <laughs> like that i say if, if it doesn't work in the story don't do it you know uh, like the like the texas cop and the james bond movies yeah. oh yeah that was ridiculous but that was when they were going to go uh just full on comedy with it and everything but he came back for a second movie yeah, after the first one He did <laughs> but yeah Indian Jones the Last Crusade I mean you can't go wrong with Sean Connery and that he's a super likable super uh uh that kind of relationship between him and Harrison Ford was so good man I love them on the blimp no yep. ticket. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this next one I love this movie. The same year as Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, I, I love when this movie came out. I- I'm a huge Sidney Lumet fan. Obviously, me and Dave both are. We did a whole pod on Sidney Lumet before, and one of my favorite family Finli- favorite Sydney Lumet movies that a lot of people don't know about is Family Business. Such a great movie. So we've got also three big stars, three generational stars. Yeah. So you've got Sean Connery. You got Was Dustin Hoffman
0: game right? Matthew and Matthew
1: um, and Matthew Broderick, yeah. And, and Matthew Broderick
0: was like a up a- coming superstar right? oh yeah i mean
1: he already did ferris so everyone knew him I and mean, he already done project x and a whole bunch of the uh uh fame everything matthew brawick came uh did ended up turning out to be a good a good choice and same with dustin hoffman i mean dustin hoffman's been great since the graduate and then uh obviously sean connery kind of rounds it up and it, it's a generational kind yeah. of story about three uh about a son his dad and the grandfather and,
0: and the way they did it it was cool it was, it was like the grandson was rebelling against the father yeah who wanted to go straight? Who didn't want
1: him to have the life that he had with his father? Yeah, you know, and, and the who, life was he crime. idolized. Yeah, his grandfather who was Sean Connery. Yeah, which is unfortunate for Dustin Hoffman because, and what's also unfortunate is the the family business that we're referring to in this is crime. I mean, they're yeah. robbers, and well, Sean Connery's a robber, and he's been doing it his whole life. But he knows the and cops, it was un- and the, the cops are almost cool with him, and the judges yeah. and the cops, and, and they're they like, that oh. it is
0: probably like that. He wasn't murdering people.
1: Yeah, and he wasn't doing any. Oh, until when Matthew Broderick came was to him with this time. with this idea, he had almost been done with it. Until Matthew Broderick yeah. brought him back, and then. the
0: idea was almost like not a crime, yeah. sort of.
1: I mean, it was. Well, let's talk it, about it. Okay, let's, so
0: what? So the idea was that someone came to Matthew Broderick, and the, he knew somebody that was working on a vaccine yeah. or something, and he told him that. He needed more time to develop it, but they had... Already he, gone public with it. He that was, it was ready. Gonna- he had to deliver it. Yeah. So the only plausible way of getting is an extension is if somebody stole the vaccine and the notes. And the logbook, yeah. So
1: they gave him all the passwords to get into the building... So it was an inside job. Yeah, it's basically. an inside job. Easy as hell. Well, that's and that's where Dustin Hoffman comes in because he's he's meeting, they're all meeting at this restaurant talking about the scam that's they're not a very good planner. You shouldn't have had that. And Dustin Hoffman's like, if it's illegal, it's dangerous. You that's know, true. Just, I'm just telling you, it's illegal, it's dangerous. But then Matthew Broderick says, Hey, I'm doing it. I'm doing it one way or another. If yeah. you want to come, come or if you want to come. Don't come, come, come that's or that, don't come. That great and scene like- where uh Dustin Hoffman reaches across the table and smacks the shit out of Matthew Broderick. Yeah. And that, even Sean Connery's like, that's get you nowhere man uh, and so it's it's understood that dustin Hoffman doesn't want to go through with this but he's going to go through with it anyways just to keep his son safe my and favorite
0: scene and we probably already went past it this much was when he reconnected with his uncle because i think he, sean Connery was getting out of jail yep when the movie he, started
1: remember they're uh they're celebrating what is that the passover they're celebrating yeah. passover and he gets a phone call
0: uh I think She's a crazy. Oh, I know what you're talking now. about. I,
1: yeah, this is after he gets out of jail. They go, but to they have, have dinner. a dinner. Uh, Victoria Jackson, Victoria
0: Jackson, and she talks about this scheme of uh tracking people under rent control, yeah, and like buying up their properties after yeah. they died. Yeah. And it's funny because you think Sean Connery is going to be cool because yeah. Sean Connery's a grifter, yeah, but he's like. He's like, where did you get this piece of shit? Yeah, we did you get this cockroach or something. Yeah, because he he's says, like, you don't
1: scam old people out yeah, of shit. Yeah, he says, we, we don't we make codes. money off of someone else's misery. Yeah. You know, he says it's different. when Because that's what his, uh, uh what, Matthew Brock's mom says. Look at him teaching morals. He says, it is. He says, this is a little different what I'm doing than what these guys are doing, I'll tell you. Yeah. And so... It, I, I love them planning it. You know, they, they go to the hardware store. They're picking up all the tools. They get the rope. They get the uh, hammers. <laughs> what are you getting rope for? Yeah, yeah <laughs> they, they tell these great stories about past oh. stuff. And that's what was great because well, Matthew Broderick the... had never heard these stories about that's the true. times where so it was almost father... like a bonding film. It like was. It could have easily just been a road trip film or and something. The, uh, and the, the scam itself was, was simple, you know, but they had to – when they went up to a door, they would press the code in. The door would beep. They'd go in. And before they, uh, before they know it, they they found one guard and they tied him up on the ground. Yeah. And they, even Matthew Broderick went back and checked on him uh, at one point. And he says, "Don't worry, we're gonna be out of here in ten minutes. You're gonna be completely fine." And so they grab the they grab the serum. They grab the uh, they grab the serum, and then they go out. And they didn't. They forgot the logbook and they get out to the street. (laughs) It's only two things you got to grab. How do you forget one of them? So stupid. And it was so easy that they were all laughing on the way down the stairs. We got away with this. This was the easiest thing in the world. So when they got out to the street and they were like, he's not going to give us the money without the logbook. I got to go back. And they were like, well, I'll go back. And he's like, there's a million books there. You'll never identify it. I got to go back. So before they can even argue it, Matthew Broderick just takes off and runs. And Matthew Broderick makes the mistake of going up the stairs and forgets to put the code in before he grabs the door. So the silent alarm goes off. And uh, Sean Connery and Dustin Hoffman are smart enough to know, let's go wait in the car. We'll wait for him. And, oh, man, they see Matthew Broderick get Get pinched. They get taken down. And that's where the movie gets a little difficult. The mother's. Oh, mother's pissed because eventually and Dustin often has to keep it from his wife for a in. while and he was like no you're gonna turn you and your scumbag dad in or i'll Get turn my you son out or, yeah, I'll, turn or I'll turn you in yeah. uh uh-huh. and they were like whoa and they they meet with the lawyer and the lawyer's like you have to give him the serum you got to give him the log base. you can't go in front of the court and say fuck you to the uh uh yeah. to strickland who ends <laughs> up becoming the judge strickland's the judge that they end up having say to say fuck you to strickland yeah don't Emma. say it. it it won't work <laughs> and it there's a lot of twists and turns in it, too, and everything. Like, when the lawyer calls him and says, he says, he says, you think you're going to scam me? He says, you just gave me five vials of tap water. And they were like, what? Five vials of tap water? And that's Sean Connery is like, holy shit. I think we were screwed by the uh, the Asian yeah, guy who, who's played uh, by the great guy from, from uh, The Freshman and Oz and, uh, Oz and uh, uh, Jurassic J.C. Park. something. Um, J.D. Damn. JD something yeah he's great he was he's that asian guy from jurassic park and he came back for jurassic world and all those movies too he was really good oh he was great in oz he was the priest in oz really good so he was super young in the family business but ah, such a fantastic didn't they like hide in the back of his car when we got in yeah that's what he did and he grabbed his scarf and he kind of like held him there and he he's like he's like you got one thing going from you I can be bought, <laughs> John Connery. Man. his morals were still loose in the yeah. movie, but it was like I, really funny to like watch. That, that uh,
0: I forget who the character. It was a character, an Italian character actor that comes in the bar selling stolen goods. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. Comes in. It's what size shoe are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he like buys the shoes, and then like he doesn't have money, so he asks Matthew Broderick for the money, mm. and then he buys the shoes, and then he gives Matthew Broderick a pair of the
1: shoes. Yeah. <laughs> didn't give us change back yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it, it's such a random movie i watched it because i was such a movie buff back in the day and it was uh it was fantastic i like so watching that and business. the freshman back to back oh freshman's a great one too man a lot of people forget about the freshman i saw that in the theater i think i might have seen it a couple times in the theater really really good that's also matthew broderick yeah, yeah that's why i like all right next one Great, fantastic movie, man. Great book it was based on, too. And this is 1990s, The Hunt for Red October. Is that Grisham? No. Clancy. Clancy. Yep, Tom Clancy. So it was Hunt for Red October, then Patriot Games, then Clear and Present Danger, and Some he of All some
0: Fears, yeah, and then... Some Great Books. Yeah. Almost all of them were turned into great movies.
1: I didn't like Some of All Fears. I didn't, I didn't much care. That's one much... with Ben Affleck, right? Yeah, with Affleck. I, right. I liked Harrison Ford, and I liked Alec Baldwin. I, I would liked have liked to see I that
0: franchise Alec. so much that yeah. I almost could stomach...
1: And you know. really surprising that I, I don't know the details about it, but it's really surprising. Alec Baldwin didn't only did one, you know, yeah. that he didn't come back for another one. I mean, yeah, brilliantly, they got a good replacement being uh, Harrison Ford, obviously. Uh, is this your favorite of those? Let's just talk those three specifically. But uh, um, well, I want to obviously just talk. Hunt I mean, I always put this in the
0: submarine movie category. Yeah, I mean, this
1: a... for me, there's three submarine movies that you absolutely have to watch if you're a submarine guy. And four. that is there four? Okay, I think so. What well, you go ahead? my my three are definitely Hunt for Red October, Crimson Tide, and Das Boot.
0: U five seven one.
1: U five seven one was all right. It wasn't as good as those other three in it my maybe, opinion. It was. It was all right though. I think you it had good character actors. Like yeah. when you go back and rewatch it, and you realize Jack Noseworthy's in it, and then Bon Jovi, Bon Jovi, uh, bon Jovi DB Sweeney, uh, Sweeney, right? Sweeney, Harvey Keitel. Yeah, was, uh, I have to rewatch it, it. I own it, so it's I it's not the bad. Theater, yeah, it it's certainly not bad. But I think I mean, Hunter there's it's probably bad. more than we Dust Boots but, my uh, favorite.
0: We forgot the best one of all. What's that? Down Periscope. Okay, Down Periscope. I didn't forget that. Down Periscope.
1: Yeah, I love Das Boot. If you, if you can if you can, if you can, go you can deal the with a five hour long one, it, that's a hard one. Uh, I, I love the five hour one, but you can't find that much. Most people who are gonna watch it are gonna watch the hour and two hour and forty five minute one. That's the Which, extended that's cut. That's the director's cut. There's an extended cut that's like it was actually a mini series that they put into two movies. Uh, hmm. so, but the uh, the one that like I own is like two forty five, and it's it's uh, subtitled and it's in German, but it's it's fantastic, man. But Hunt for Red October, man. Really amazing. I mean, once again, playing a Russian. Brilliantly done how they did yeah, that. You've switch. mentioned this a few times on yeah. the
0: pod and I agree with you. Yeah, the, the,
1: the switch thing. they did because at the very beginning of the movie everyone was speaking Russian. And they and he did, did this, a good job. They did this clever thing where they zoomed in Yeah, they did a big on, push in right on his lips. Right on his right. lips. And then it went to English, and at that point, it just went English the rest of the movie. And you didn't even know. You didn't even think about it. It was brilliant. I'd never seen that done before, and it was great because not everyone wants to read subtitles to the whole movie. You know, certain movies, it's it's all right to do and and with, but, but tell don't. who the
0: actors are in this. This is an so we star cast.
1: Uh, obviously, Sean Connery, Alec Baldwin, Sam Neil, Tim Curry, James Earl Jones, uh, um, Fred Thompson. Fred Thompson, definitely Fred Thompson's in this movie. Scott Glenn is in Scott the movie. Glenn, What's uh Ed Rooney? What's uh oh I can't remember his name from uh Yeah Ferris Bueller. Likes little kids. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a little more than he should. <laughs> a little more than he should. I don't think he actually got caught with little kids. I no, think he got he just caught, got with, caught little, with, with some, some images on yeah, I think shit, he
0: Yeah, I think he was doing research
1: like the guy uh, from The He showed back up on set, man. He went back to like uh, uh, Deadwood like the next day. We're like, oh, okay, is anyone going to yeah. say anything to this guy? No, okay, all right. We'll, do, we'll go that way. Jeffrey Jones, sorry. <laughs> Jeffrey Jones. Sorry, Jeffrey. Uh, so a huge cast, man. I remember when Dad saw this in the theater, he went by himself. when We weren't allowed to go to the theater yet. And he and he was like, I went Probably and saw too. I went and saw for Red October was great and everything and this and uh-huh. that. Yeah, yeah. think <laughs> like it was something like that. So I saw it when it came out on uh, DVD, and I just absolutely loved it, man. So why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of the premise? Because it was an interesting premise. It was a really so it was a new attack sub the
0: Russians have just went. They had, I think they called it a stealth drive. Yeah. And uh, I just love it when uh, – who was the – Alec Baldwin, right? Alec Baldwin, Alec yeah. Baldwin was sort of the main guy yeah. that was like – had to go and con- yeah, he Jack thought Ryan. Yeah. he had read everything about the captain Sean Connery Ramsey yeah. Ramsey and he's like I think he's trying to defect yeah and he so yeah he's listening he tells to Fred the whole Thompson thing. put me on Scott Glenn's sub
1: so that we can get close enough to yeah. m- they're gonna monitor him because everyone else thinks that, that they're gonna attack the well US. well even before that so Sean Connery steals this attack sub well not really he was out to test it he was but he diverted and he and it, but he not disappeared for Wright, not not right away. Well, the Russians realized that he wasn't on course where he was yeah, supposed to be, and he went And he went uh, radio was silence. He in lethal
0: weapon three.
1: Oh, yeah, that guy. He was great. <laughs> you tell me you lost another sub? <laughs> that was a great scene. That guy's awesome, too, that other actor. But, yeah, so he, he kind of went dark with the Russians. So the Russians were like, oh, he he might attack you guys. And even the Russians were pretty straightforward with the guys. He says, you got to worry about this guy. And so they were talking about blowing this sh- ship up. Well, they didn't want America
0: to get the technology. Yeah,
1: that, that's for sure. So, so the Russians they, were after him. Did the did Americans the, the were guys after of him. The help us kill him
0: before he kills yeah. you type of scenario. And Al Baldwin was like, I don't think he's trying to attack us. I think he's trying to defect.
1: Yeah. And if you're not familiar with the the idea of defecting, I mean, he just wants to live in America. It spoken right from Sam Neill's lips yeah. where I just want to I live in Montana, Montana and I want to just raise horses and I want to do that. He just wants to get away from the uh the insane communist Russia and everything and uh and Alec Baldwin had several reasons to believe that. His uh Ramsey's wife was obsessed with the United States yeah. and he th- had was, read
0: a bunch of papers that yeah, the that Sean Connery had written, he had seen he was missing at some of the May Day no. no one like, believed him. It, it, no it was very him.
1: reminiscent to like, the Cuban Missile Crisis, where it was one guy saying, no, this is what it is, and everyone else saying, no, it's not. We should bomb these people.
0: The one, I'm a fan of those little tiny minutia moments in movies, yeah. but I like that one guy the radio operator that Yeah, figured out... The black guy? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's famous now. He's in... Uh, yeah, he's in several look, things. I've seen him. Wasn't he in that Look Who's crazy? Dinner? No, or,
1: oh, Lost... Uh, Last Supper. Last Supper. He was in Last Supper, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: But he figured out that by listening something would happen, gear effects or something, every time no. the drive went on, so they could track... So it was stealth, the, but not quite. It stealth, but they
1: saw a tell. Yeah. They found a tell, and they were able to he use it He heard him singing, tell. too, remember? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, he heard him singing the Russian songs and everything, yeah. and then everyone was, yeah, he says, yeah, you're hearing Russian singing, sure you are.
0: <laughs> I, but I just like how Sean Connery faked that accident. Remember he told them yep. to turn late? They were going through... A cra- he's a crazy Ivan <laughs> yeah oh that's where
1: Stellan Stellan was the other guy
0: in yeah, the other the Russian one they sub yeah had him come to get him because yeah. he was like he's like we gotta blow this guy out of the water and it was and it perfect him. I mean Sean Connery so must great. have been giddy it he was, was like oh US shit US here and US there and, and uh, like if we kill this
1: Russian sub they're gonna think it's
0: us so yeah. you know and they pretended like there was a nuclear leak in the reactor so they had to get everybody off and then they went yep. down and there was like a there was a lot of moments where like it was tense at the end. I mean, like, when they when Alec Baldwin yeah, finally got he, on the w- when he the said boat, on the ship when he said their their torpedoes are launched, they're going to hit us. Yeah, but if we they're set to a certain range yeah. to go off to arm. So if we speed right towards the torpedoes, yeah. in theory they'll hit the submarine and bounce off. And and crazy then Ivan. He, yeah, and Something then he's like, it. "Okay, I hope this." These- <laughs> He yeah. done this before, but then there was the saboteur, right? Yeah, the saboteur in the sub itself. They were, man, what a great writer this guy was. Yeah, yeah. There was just so much. I'm not going sure on. how different it was from it the couldn't book. Couldn't have been but... much because he was. I've read some yeah. of stuff and.
1: Now, Clancy was, was well... top of his game. Top of his game when it comes to government and type yeah, of stuff yeah. like that. And Yeah, Hunt for October, man. So good. Makes me
0: want to go watch that again. Yeah, man. I, 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 I do watch that maybe once every two years. Yeah,
1: like I said, those three submarine movies, uh, uh, same with Clear and Present Danger, man. Or oh, not Clear and Present Danger, uh, Crimson Tide. On the list, number five and number seven, I probably
0: watch every two or three years.
1: Indiana Jones and, uh, uh, Hunt, and, for and Hunt for October. Yeah. And Untouchables, probably, but... I watched probably, well, I watched number nine. We haven't there yet. I watched number nine a lot because I love it. It's probably my favorite Sean Connery movie. Yeah. But before that, let's go to number eight, which is 1992's Medicine Man. Yep. I haven't seen this in two decades. God. I saw it in the theater. It's great. It's great, man. I rewatched it recently. and uh, You've got Melfi. What's like When her you're name? dating uh, somebody Bracco. for the first time. Yeah.
0: Especially when their parents are, don't want you to be dating. Her. Yeah. <laughs> you go to a lot of movie theaters. Yeah, that's true.
1: It's true. So, or you say, I, or remember, you say you are.
0: Remember I used to borrow ticket stubs <laughs> oh, yeah. from you to, so that we could get, her mom would ask for ticket stubs. Oh, really? And I would come to you and say, hey, do you have a ticket stub <laughs> that either you can't read the date yeah, yeah, yeah. or something? And so I can- That's strict mom
1: right there. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Medicine Man was one of them, though. that, that huh? Medicine yeah. Man one So you got Lorraine Bracco. Uh, L- Lorraine Bracco and Sean Connery are, the, are really the two main people in this. Yeah. And Lorraine is coming into the rainforest. Sean Connery's already in the rainforest. He's living with the... Uh, the the locals there and he's deep deep into the rainforest he's deep undercover deep deep. deep deep and he he's a scientist and he's doing this and uh stuff and he's not he's kind <laughs> of uh he's kind of a pissy cr- curmudgeon yeah. type of guy so when lorraine brocco shows up he's more pissed that it's not who he requested yeah. he, he requested these two dudes like if this guy's not here go with this guy and then they sent this woman here uh and he was just pissed was off just and he like, said you better saloon. yeah he and he was like uh, the boat's gonna leave in like 20 minutes she's like i just got here he says yeah well now you can just leave because we we don't need you here. And uh well remember when she first shows up it's at nighttime and he's he's wearing like this kind of weird mask and he's half drunk and they're partying and everything and he doesn't even get her like a tent she ends up sleeping outside so she ends up uh coming in his tent in the morning and everything and they're just going back and forth to each other and she's like i'm not leaving and everything he says will you tell me what you're looking for he says and she's like i am top of my class in this he's like i'm top of my class in that and he says you've got somebody here that could help you do this type of thing and then uh, he's kind of uh he alludes to what he's found or what he needs and everything <laughs> he's a great and he finally uh yeah, with that, the car keys <laughs> yeah <laughs> so she ends up looking into the he, he sets up the microscope and has her looking at it and everything and uh, he's really got to tell her yeah. what he does and then what he's discovered is he's got he's discovered a yeah. cure of cancer yeah <laughs> uh, in, in the in the rainforest from a plant that's super hard to get to he's got a It's like, like in the
0: canopy
1: yeah and he, yep and he's got a like bunch to it and then swing to this different things and they show him a really cool thing. look in this movie i yeah. remember oh yeah, yeah long long hair had long hair and a ponytail mm-hmm. and he was just i mean glasses may- it hung around his neck he, he was sort he of have, like the hippie outcast scientist yeah he's dr livingston or something yeah. like that type of deal and uh she finally gets on board but it, what happens is shortly after he uh he discovers it and he shows her and everything he he can't he's lost it you he know? lost the formula he lost the formula so now he's got to go refine it but he, he's got one medicine man that's kind of super elusive that he's got to uh, they got to travel to get to him and to get to him he's got a zip line to different things and then they they show him get one of the best scenes is when they go up into the canopy mm-hmm. where the uh, where the flower is yeah. and she ends up falling and there's a great shot from above of her just like stretched out on a branch like if she moves she is dead and he's got to swing down to her and uh, hook on tour and everything and then they come up and everything and it, it's a fun movie i mean it's not action-packed there's, mm-hmm. there's some action stuff in it and everything but yeah there's that great line about the car keys <laughs> haven't you ever misplaced your car keys <laughs> <laughs> haven't even lost anything before I misplaced your car keys <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's like, you discovered a cure for cancer, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got to hold that a little
1: closer. Yeah, there. so it was it was interesting, man. It was a lot of the... I would I would imagine if you were like a research scientist, I was going to say, my probably, wife probably
0: has never seen this, and she probably would like it. She probably it. would I, like it. It depends how accurate the science is.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a research scientist. It had me fooled. My wife is. Yeah, yeah, so she'll have to watch this. Give her some homework. Say, check out Medicine Man. Tell us how accurate it is. <laughs> uh, but it was a great movie, man. It was one of those ones that I think we watched on... Um, Damn, at 92, I must have been in Port Charlotte, so I I must have watched it. I was in Port Charlotte. Yeah, so you watched it there too. So yeah, I must have watched it on HBO or probably the uh, VHS when it came out. So I always loved it. I have fond memories of this next one, though, so we're going to jump to the next one. I love this movie. It's one of my favorite Sean Connery movies of all time and it's the one that I can watch several times a year. And this is Michael Crichton's uh brilliant book Rising Sun uh made into a movie in 93. It was one of those a few movies in my life where I read the book and then immediately went and saw the movie. It's one of the ones I've talked about before with Sounds nice. of the Lambs. Yep. Uh and then I did the same thing with Rising Sun. I read the book, went and saw the movie the next day. And I did it with The Firm the same year. I was when this movie came out, we were uh I was in uh down the cape. I get some of this confused with black rain. Oh, this one was way better than Black Rain. A lot of people. Love, my cousin is a huge Black Rain fan, so he get angry at that statement. But I love Rising Sun, man. I love ja- I love the Japanese element in it. Uh, I thought it was really good. But it was a lot of twists and turns in this movie. So what's going on is there is a uh, a Japanese company that's about to kind of merge with this American company, and at this huge party, something uh, a woman is killed. A woman is like has sex on the boardroom table and is and is choked to death. Yeah. And then and, and they, then they call in Wesley Snipes, but they don't. Wesley Snipes is the guy they call in, but they they want him to. Uh, what were the two names? Team he was the Koji Ko, 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 Kohei Kohei or Kohe. And, and
0: he's like, you told me, I got caught. Yo, my you my massa, my massa? No, <laughs> I don't think so.
1: Harvey Keitel was great in this. The, uh,
0: the guy that played Eddie, Eddie was awesome. The oh
1: he's so good. The guy from, he's the main guy from uh, Mortal Kombat. The uh, the guy that gets him on the great. island. I yeah. just I liked this
0: was sort of like the beginning of the digital age. Remember yep. they had like oh yeah T the, Carrera the, yeah
1: they
0: had stuff that's with T right. Carrera that's right. Yep. They had uh like they were able to see the killer's face yep. in a reflection. But and they were they like, like holy shit it.
1: it's the senator. Remember yeah. it was uh the guy who killed Laura Palmer. Um, Laura Palmer's Ray dad Wise. Uh, Ray Wise yeah. So that's what's going <laughs> Ray on. Ray Wise shows up. He did something. Yeah. <laughs> <They> don't <laughs> yeah. just bring Mary Wesley. I don't know. He's, he's, he might not be might the, not guy, be the but, guy, but he did something. <laughs> but he had something to do with it. So that's what happens. So the the girl dies on the uh, table. They bring in Sean Connery. Sean Connery uh, or Wesley Snipes has to go pick Sean Connery up. And Sean Connery's breaking it down with him. He says, hey, Japanese people do it different. Yeah. He says, they the, you, they don't want to lose face. They will only talk to the senior officer. He says, you let me do the talking and everything. And Wesley doesn't want to cooperate with that. He says, nah. hey." And uh, he says, all right, I'll let you go in there. But when you, when I can see that you're having problems, I'll step forward and I'll say, maybe I can I'll be of assistance. And at that point, you just step aside and let me take yeah. care of it. And it didn't take long. Wesley Snipes gets in <laughs> some <laughs> serious trouble when he's arguing with the Japanese people yeah, when he yeah. gets there. So they let him up and it's on like the 30th floor. He goes up there. A lot of great statistics were thrown out. Like in Japan, you're uh, you're uh, assumed guilty until you're proven innocent. It's the opposite of. uh, He says that may sound shady to you, but they have like a ninety-one percent conviction rate because of that. Uh, Obviously, some people probably go to assume someone (laughs) is guilty uh, at first. That kind of sucks. Getting a conviction. (laughs) Don't do your crime in Japan. Uh, so when they get there, they realize there's this, like, hidden sex room off to the side. And they were like, well, if they have this hidden room, why is this done on the boardroom table? And they were like, well, let's go check the video. And there's that great guy, the black guy from Steak Eyes, the boxer, yeah. mm-hmm. who's running the thing. And he's super shady. It's he's like, like, I need this job. Though. He's like, mm-hmm. I need this job. And people are watching. People are watching the security guy in the security room. Yeah. So he knows everyone's watching him. So he, he's showing them what they found. And he pulls up the uh, the image. And it's somebody that they can't see his face, but they can see them him choking the girl, and they have to bring it to T. Carrera. Uh, and uh, wasn't uh, this... she
0: she have was she blind or had a limp or they had... she had a
1: gimpy hand? Yeah, they yeah. gave her some weird for yeah, some yeah, weird yeah. reason. They yeah. just made
0: one of the hottest women in the world with like. Some kind of yeah it was strange
1: that they put that little element in there but during this whole thing they're like
0: she's way too hot <laughs> yeah. the,
1: we gotta we gotta do something uh, give her a g- gimpy arm well remember the whole <laughs> thing with the senate hearings that's going on at the same time and you've yep. got that great guy who played Bobby Kennedy in the Hoffa movie yeah. who, who seems kind of shady and you see a lot of the Japanese guys are shady now, Mako's in it I love Mako he's the guy from uh, Taking Care of Business mm-hmm. and uh, he, he's been in a couple of uh, different great uh, flicks so it was it was basically this this great whodunit type of thing and it the twists and turns were great because you eventually found a reflection when they're looking in the the uh, security cameras uh the killer chokes her and then walks away and when he walks away they freeze it and you could see ray wise's face they're like oh shit it's the senator but then when they realize that uh, Tia Carrera is like looking at the material and the the footage, and he says, "No, this has been manipulated. Someone's face has been put on his face. That's not whose face that is." Uh, but Ray Wise, when they also find out whoever choked her it was just a sex game yeah it was like, just a sex thing that was, was ray wise that once ray wise choked her realized that oh he had sex with her and choked her but he didn't kill her somebody else came in afterwards hid in the shadows knew where the cameras were then finished it that's off that's a pretty and elaborate then, plan and it, it really was
0: a sort of crime yeah. <laughs> to finish it up and make it look well it like was a an opportunist crime. type of
1: situation yeah. they were like oh we got to take her out when we can and uh, Ray Wise felt so bad about the whole thing that he, he committed suicide, yeah. too, because they it, it was, he was running for re-election and knew he wasn't going to get re-elected. And he, they had him on camera, let alone, even though it was a fake kind of uh, face, like that deep fake thing that they do now uh, with uh, – have you seen those deep fake things? No. <laughs> like when you're uh, – Try to stay away from Well, one of them is – uh super Well, one theory. of them are uh, – are, some of them are fun like they they have one and I'll have to send it to you later on where they have Bill Hader doing impressions and when he does a Tom Cruise impression they superimpose they morph his face into Tom Cruise and you're like wait a second they do it so
0: slow that you almost don't even know it's so
1: good and apparently they're doing it with I haven't seen any of it but they apparently are doing it with porn now where they're like putting Scarlett Johansson's face on on people and everything and you're like you really think it's Scarlett Johansson and I was like I guess that would have been the next logical step for them doing that type of thing Lord, but it's crazy logical well because we all think it's funny oh look bill hader he's, he's doing mm-hmm. his tom cruise or he's doing his pacino and all of a sudden you swear you're looking at pacino mm-hmm. and that he's morphing into that and i was like yeah that's how shit happens that's how rising suns stuff uh starts yeah. happening and this was 93 i mean this was earlier early on in that technological stuff where uh where even in the movie they were like this can't be possible they can't put someone's face on there remember T. carrera says oh can't we and she recorded uh Sean Connery and Wesley Snipes and talking. And then she flipped they their heads <laughs> while they were like talking on the camera and everything. And they were like, huh, I guess this shit can be done. My only problem with Rising Sun, and it was so minor that it didn't even bother me, is uh when they reveal who the actual killer is, and I won't obviously reveal it here, but when they revealed who the killer was, it was a different person in the book. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, they just switched it. Oh. it. It really didn't matter because it was. Well, the one guy that was in the. <laughs> Don't reveal nothing here. All right. <laughs> I'll tell you. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about on. it afterwards Yeah, uh, it was a fantastic movie. One of the best cop movies I've ever seen, and I love it, man. I watch it all the time. And I might rewatch that this weekend. All right, there's a lot of these Sean Connery movies we're apparently going to go back yeah, and they, rewatch. You it. Probably should watch them before we did <laughs> the Sean Connery- <laughs> I did watch some of them. I watched the Man Who Would Be King, and I watched Medicine Man. Uh, the other ones I've watched so many times that really you could just talk about them forever. All right, ninety six, man. I love this, and this was uh, was it Michael Bay? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Michael Bay. It had to be. I I, I I hate to knock Michael Bay because I just lent you the movie we're going to be talking about in a couple weeks, That Pain and Gain. That's Michael Bay, and it was fucking phenomenal. I mean, well, that was not, one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. He's not bad. He's no, he's just, not bad. You he just, just know what you're going to get. when. That's, that's oh. a throwback to our South Park oh. uh, where they make fun of Michael Bay. It's really fun.
0: Say what you want about <laughs> yeah. Mel Gibson. He sure knows his <laughs> plot <every Yeah. sense. laughs>
1: Oh, that's great. So, yeah, The the Rock was super exciting, man. Oh, my God. I remember seeing this in the theater and just being – this was the same time where they were all hitting it. Like, uh, I think this came right before Armageddon, and then uh, it was like just classic uh, action on top of action. So in The Rock, we have um, – oh, man, there's so many great actors in this. So we got Nicolas Cage, Sean Connery, Ed Harris, uh, Bo Keem was in this uh, – movie. Who else was in this who movie? god uh, Tony Todd, Candyman Todd. was in it. Um William McNamara was in it. Want, uh, the guy the guy from uh uh West Wing. Yeah. Damn, like, the guy who died in West Wing. I can't remember his name. He Wasn't was the guy that,
0: that went on the rampage in the Oh what the fuck
1: No um Ah oh, damn.
0: Wish I could remember his name. <laughs>
1: He went on a rampage in some other movie. Oh, he was also no, no, mind. not him. <laughs> we got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, those are the main stars, anyways. So what's going on is Ed Harris has decided to take over Alcatraz. Above the law, the guy that was going through the streets, just shooting. A oh, yeah, yeah. No, that he wasn't. That wasn't above law. It was Oh uh, for Justice. But was he? In yeah, it? that was William. Uh, Fickner? Not, Fickner. not Fickner, but. Uh, mm. Damn, damn! Now <laughs> I can't remember his name, but yeah, he's the guy. He's the one who was talking to. Uh, he, he was he trying was in to another break, movie. He was trying the to break down stealing uh, a baby. Well, yeah, he was in. Uh, yeah, yeah, Raising Arizona. He was. In, that was when he was super young, but then he went on to do a whole bunch of stuff. William Foresight. There Foresight. You go. Foresight. Ah, I got it. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez, it only took ten minutes. Uh, yeah, he was that great. He was one interviewing Sean Connery when they wanted his help, and he says, mm. "He says, Come on, don't you want to get out of here when you got a little lead left in your pencil.'" <laughs> <laughs> So what's going on is Ed Harris takes over Alcatraz during a tour group, and then he puts all these tourists into the cells, yeah. and he's basically now he explosives. now he controls the rock, and he said and he's making demands. He said, "Hey, you're going to release these people, these people, and give us all this money," and uh, he wasn't he mad that they were canceling some
0: program he was military.
1: Yeah, he was military, but he thought he was screwed over by the military so he wanted to get uh get payback and he wanted to release Help some his people. Men, so it, he was sort of looked at like It a, turned out that it was it was more about money than everything. Because yeah. remember at the end yeah. when when Ed Harris when it didn't work out and he was like, "Hey, we took a chance, it didn't work out." And then Tony Todd and Bocca like, is like, "Bullshit. We're mercenaries. Yeah, boy, we're here for, just, we're here for the fucking money." He says, "If we're not getting the money, we're we're going to go on our own, man." And yeah. so yeah. you've got Nicholas Cage is like this biotech. Beware of the followers sometimes more than the, than the figurehead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so Nicholas Cage is like a biotech scientist. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Miracles my ass.
0: <laughs> How do you know the word stones under that water? He just was gingerly I mean, hopping on. from one I to another. I saw those
1: guys catch those fishes. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, so what they've got to do is they have to break in uh, – Nicholas Cage is a biotech guy, that great scene at the beginning where he's where he's trying to, like, uh, uh, deactivate the bomb and uh, they have to isolate himself in there. He almost dies and he gets away with it. So he's the best biotech guy. And they realize that Nicolas, or, uh, Ed Harris not only has taken the rock, but he's stolen these, like – these chips and these like those green balls filled with this uh, nerve agent that he was going to launch at San Francisco and all these other places in Oakland and everything if they weren't (laughs) doing it. So not only did they have to break into one of the most secure facilities they have to bring the tech guy in there that to disable the missiles. Yeah. They got to take all the chips away and so they once need, they get shot mm-hmm. they'll just fly down into and the They sea. need
0: someone who's been there before.
1: And the one guy they got is Sean Connor, who's escaped from there like twice I think or something like that. And just them getting in through that like fire His thing. Tunnel? That, remember that fire thing yeah, where they yeah, got to like time it and roll yeah. through it and everything? It was just it's so like exciting. <laughs> uh, yeah. So <laughs> he, he goes in there with this high tech like, uh, like SWAT team. You know, they, they go in with the SWAT team. Yeah. Had a really cool military element, to, but remember, uh, right when they get into the like, uh, uh, right when they get past that certain point, and they go into that one room, and Ed Harris and all his men are up top with that elevated position, mm-hmm. and they were like, "You drop your weapons," and they were like, "We're not dropping our weapons." He said, "We have you, like dead to rights, like at an elevated position." A we Chicago will... police officer yeah. never really <laughs> <finished this laughs> here. You go, <laughs> a little red heat from you, uh, and so Ed Harris kills everybody. They like yeah. kills. Everybody except Everybody? for Sean Connery and Nicholas Cage, who are then, oh shit, we don't have that team uh, to kind of <laughs> help just a us tech do guy this. And you're an ex-con, but- yeah. I love the scene where they're both in the cell. So he says, I understand how you got out of the facility. He says, but how in the name of Zeus's butthole did you get out of your cell? And <laughs> remember, he's, he's actually working on that yeah. while he's, yeah, talking, while he's about talking about it. Yeah, while he's talking to him. And he, 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 like, he does this thing where he wraps several shirts and like a weight onto something. And he swings it and it hits the lever and it opens it up and everything. So it's really fun. But it was just one action-packed scene after another, man. And to the point where I, I love where they started showing what that nerve gas would do to you remember yeah, he yeah. puts it in the guy's mouth and like yeah. hits him under the chin and he starts foaming or i i love when they uh when they explain to Nicolas cage that if you are exposed to this you you to take this two foot needle and jam it in your own heart and put down the plunger because you're going to be dead in 15 seconds if you don't and they were like are you kidding me i'm supposed to stab myself in the chest with this and you get to see him do it man it's yeah. so great because they lo- there was like a, a retaliatory strike coming yeah in at the island yeah it reminded me up. of like the uh, the scene from Outbreak you know exactly. yep. 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 where the the <laughs> jets are coming in I and love they have two that. seconds and, and Morgan Freeman's like
0: I also can't tell you that yeah, yeah. if the, you were to fly in the path we would be unable to and then it's like are you dumb or something yeah. <laughs> You're giving away his
1: position <laughs> well it was similar Nicolas Cage was supposed to release like green smoke he yeah. had these flares with green smoke if he wanted the the jets to abort and he's like he's already stabbed himself in the yeah. chest he's like he drags his body basically outside and he like, holds those green things out in the jet the hero kinda, moment right at yeah, the, but the, the jets are already, already got him off too yeah. but it was like one action packed scene after another other, man i loved it was it, it was so it much again. fun yeah so much fun man it, it, because it's a military movie it's a kind of uh incursion movie it, it's got a lot going on there and uh, sean, connery. sean connery brought a lot to that role man it was so great you can just you, you picture that movie on the on the script and of like who they probably wish they could get and oh man sean connery must have been like the the one that they just absolutely loved i would have loved to have known uh how many of these movies he was on the fence with, and like money was the was I the bet tip? In. Every one of them. Yeah, it was I probably. Don't
0: think he watched a single movie. I think he made his money. I enjoyed think the high life.
1: I think the man who would be king was probably one that he really wanted I to imagine, do. I imagine, you're I, right. and it was probably, probably
0: because, Indiana Jones. I bet he really bet he wanted was. to work, work with Harrison Ford and
1: Spielberg and Spielberg and Man with, Would Be King. It was Michael Caine. You know, if you get to be a buddy well, do a it's buddy movie, angle more, more. almost every scene a man would be king. He's right next to Michael Caine. I mean, it's them in almost every scene together, and it's really great. Uh, Untouchables was probably one you, you can almost pinpoint. I mean, Highlander that was a money grab. That was clear, and I'm pretty sure that was said in the canon uh, documentary that it was a money grab, and he just did that for whatever. But some of these I can. See him being uh part of them. I mean, we picked the good ones. You know, that, there's another 10 on here uh, that we could have named that uh, obviously fall in that category of I'm straight up doing the money league of extraordinary gentlemen. I mean, that was straight up money grab, money grab, a money grab. He he needed, dragon, dragon heart he man. Needed a money grab. At his, he needed a new yeah. pool at his complex. I mean, you saw that complex in, uh, in the Bahamas, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it took a lot to get there,
0: <laughs> it doesn't pay for itself.
1: I mean just if you have that much stuff, the residual checks alone have to just pay for your life. I mean after it depends what the
0: deal is you made. A yeah. lot of times But
1: yeah. those residuals I think for everything.
0: I know, but some actors don't always get the residuals. Yeah.
1: But I on certain movies even the most minor actor do, like yeah. uh I, I've heard from several actors that so are like you got my twenty dollar check. This yeah, month. yeah, yeah. Or like that might be generous. Some people are getting like seven or eight dollars because Netflix they played. Netflix showed Ventures in Babysitting yeah. again, and I get my eighteen cents. Or yeah, you know, I or if you're like one of the brothers on Home Alone, you know, every Christmas, you know, they're gonna you're gonna get that check because they played a lot. It's a really interesting. But there concept. may be some
0: dudes out there that get like
1: no, they probably got and checks. Oh but, yeah, shit, yeah, like for something they can't even
0: remember doing.
1: Yep. And that's why it's it, it's good when you, every once in a while you'll find one of these good actors. Do I get residual checks for this? Huh? Yeah. Do you get it? You didn't get your check yet, Eddie. <laughs> I sent <said> it UPS. <laughs> <laughs> Figure out what that line was from. <laughs> Do you know what that line was from? Check, you didn't get your check yet, Eddie said it. UPS. It was Woody Harrelson who said it. Woody Harrelson. Yeah. White man can't jump. No, nope. Cowboy Way. Cowboy Way. Yeah, such a great one. <laughs> that was such a great one. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that we will not end with the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. We're just going to end. Don't do. It. We're going to end it with the Rock. The Rock's a strong one to end and uh, to end it on. It really yeah. is. As long as you can imagine, what's his name being a a biotech scientist. Yeah, I can see that. At the time, you really couldn't though. Right now, you probably could. I mean, he he's doing some of his best stuff right now. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean he he's swinging for the fences with everything though. I mean, I think that last year he probably did twelve movies and none if of them. You haven't seen see. the YouTube compilation? Yeah. Nick Cage loses his shit. Yeah. Like Mandy and Mom and Dad. Have you seen Mom and Dad yet? I have not. Oh man, you gotta see Mom and Dad. That's that one where they just suddenly uh, want to so- kill their children. Yeah, they want to kill their children for some reason. Something happens at a certain time, and and it everyone has to. They have like an a urge that they have to murder their child, and uh, then it's just a, a a shit show. And it's it's great to watch him go completely Nick Cage. So it's yeah. fun. We haven't done a whole Nick Cage. Have we done a Nick Cage? Bob? I think so. I think we did actually. Yeah, yeah, and we did because I remember. Yeah. When- yeah, unfortunately we we obviously we always wanted to do a Sean Connery one, but it kinda got bumped up because of him uh his recent no longer uh, being his, here. Was it ninety? Is that how old he was? Ninety one. Ninety one, yeah. Right around I there. mean, he's he's got such a great uh category of work that people will be watching him for decades and decades. Yeah, that's man. Cool. it's it's really the, great. That's the, the good thing about being an actor. You know, you're yeah. you live you're, on you live on through all these people and uh uh, obviously their uh, their family's kind of well taken care of <laughs> when you have this type of stuff I could just imagine he was probably the richest actor in the world when James Bond was going on because he was getting these huge Robert deals Madison, yeah. like yeah like you said like diamonds are forever to get him back <laughs> I couldn't imagine when he got paid for that I need to look up some of that trivia man because I bet it would be super interesting do it on your own time yeah I will <laughs> So yeah, that's it for this week. We're gonna uh, Thanksgiving is coming up. We're not gonna do not really a Thanksgiving pod we could do, you know, other than planes, trades and automobiles and Dutch. I can't really think of any other Thanksgiving esque movies. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Those are the two I watch when Thanksgiving rolls around. Yeah, I can't think of any. So we're not going to do that. We're going to do the X-Men instead. So me and uh, Justin are going to be back next week. We're going to talk about the X-Men franchise, even some of the bad ones in there so we get to shit on them. Uh, I'll shit on them. Justin may not. Uh, <laughs> he just but, called you out, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just said you like shitty movies. That's what I believe he said. I, I didn't come right out and say it, but you know, there's some questionable ones in there. <laughs> but then uh, – Men, then me and Dave will be back for True Crime Part 2, some really good ones on True Crime Part 2. If you liked our, our first one, you're going to love the second one, man. We were ready to go into some one. stuff. Maybe. It's possible we could do a third one because there's just a shitload of uh, ones on there. But. Um Well, we'll do the second one. We'll see how that turns out. But we've got a lot of good stuff coming between now and the end of the year. We've got a good 2020 recap, which will be hilarious to do. Which movie are we talking about? (laughs) Which which movie? (laughs) The Hunt. I need to lend you The Hunt. Uh, you really like it. It's really fun. Uh, Because we're definitely going to be talking about that. It's not going to be the most robust pod. Yeah. Well, they just released uh, uh, that Bill & Ted is now available to rent. It, before it was just seventeen dollars to buy, but I think now you can rent it for like five bucks, and I'll rent it for five bucks. So we'll be talking about that, and but we're gonna we're gonna fill it with some games and stuff. We're gonna do another trivia uh, contest between Dave mm-hmm. and Justin. So I'll work on those questions now because they, all those have, we've done them two times before and they've been uh, pretty good fun. Uh, Justin's uh, kicked your ass on both of them though, so we gotta yeah. he pull wants it. it more. He wants it more. <laughs> I, it makes, I, means more to him. It means more to him. So, so. when he wins it, he's very excited. He's very. And excited. I'm excited for him. He's looking at those trinkets at home yeah said, look at yeah. those things those things are awesome yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll see who can pull it off for the 2021 but uh if you want to get a hold of us you can check us out at uh under our facebook page we can see the pictures that we list every week uh about the the pods we're doing you can also send us an email fascinatedfilms at com, or you can leave us a like and a comment on either of our two platforms so we got on soundcloud and we have itunes so you can leave us a like or comment we'd appreciate it yep but yeah Till next I, we hope everyone has a good Thanksgiving stay and safe. uh stay Corona safe viruses, for sure. Uh, yeah, They're, they'll arrest you in certain states, so be careful which kidding. states you're going to. If you know. you're if over you were ten scared people,
0: when it first came out, the problem is, is we've been dealing
1: with this so long. Yeah, that's what's scary. Be scared now because
0: yeah. 150 thousand cases or 180 thousand cases yeah. yesterday.
1: Yeah, so. it, it's crazy because remember how obsessed people were the first few weeks were like oh. we're not going home when it got
0: to a million people were like oh my god a yeah. million cases or we we had that this, the last week.
1: when we were outside Publix and they were letting 10 people at a time I don't yeah. know why they're not doing that yeah, now yeah go back to that yeah they all should right. go back to that but <laughs> we We don't mind losing (laughs) you at the end (laughs) We don't mind losing you at the end We already got your time Ah. (laughs) Seconds Alright until next week It'll be a beautiful pod It'll be everything you wanted (laughs) (laughs) This is the most beautiful pod ever (laughs) So until next week See ya Bye
0: Our situation has not improved